Hello, everybody. Troy here. We're going to do a little bit different format this week. I'm really happy to be joined by Ben and Barry of Ben and Barry Podcast. Uh, it's Ben Sigel, who is a chronotrack timer, co-owner of the Manhattan Running Company out in Manhattan, Kansas. He's an ultra runner. He is a former collegiate Oklahoma State um, uh, runner over there. Very accomplished. Guy knows his stuff for sure. Um, and his podcast partner, Barry Luck, who is also an ultra runner, does a lot of uh, biking as well. He's done several 50, 100-mile uh, ultra runs, done the Trans Rockies, done some really big adventures, has lots of great tips and tricks. We're just going to sit around and talk about the products we use, ways that we use them, some life hacks to get through your next... Uh, long run, ride, whatever it is. So we just get into lots of fun stuff that we get to talk about today for about an hour and a half. So uh, if you're ready for the show, crank it up and let's go. Welcome to Faster Forward. I am your host, Troy Bousseau. This is a show where we sit down and talk with some amazing people from the endurance community, age groupers and Olympians, adventurers and explorers. We discuss their successes and failures about falling down, getting back up and never, ever quitting. While it's not always about finishing, it is most definitely about starting, getting on a journey faster forward. Morning, boys. Morning. Good morning. Feels like a uh, it feels like a, a morning zoo radio talk show or something. <laughs> it's early for me. It's, it's eight a.m. Eight in the a.m.s. So, uh, welcome to the show. We've had uh, Ben and Barry of the famous, world famous Ben and Barry podcast. Which you guys haven't <laughs> you haven't kept up on your recording schedule, but uh, I'm super happy, excited to have you both on the show. Um, I'll let you intro in just a second, but we have Ben Sigel and Barry Luck on the on the Faster Forward show today. We're going to do something a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit. Um, as I was just talking to you guys about sort of like holiday gift guide, life hacks, favorite products from fitness and, you know, running, cycling, life in general, um, just share some knowledge and experience and, and probably some, uh, you know, bumps and bruises that we've had to learn the hard way over time. But that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I think we've all come prepared with our lists. Uh, everybody prepared to, to go through their, their favorite products and hacks. So let's, I'm ready. I think so. Cool. Well, let's just take a minute and just, um, why don't you guys do some quick intros to the audience and let them know who you are. Ben, I've known you for a long time through Athlinks and Chronotrack as a, as a timer and a run store owner and operator, but give us the full deets. Yeah. Um, Ben Sigel, uh, co-owner of Manhattan Running Company and Red Dirt Race Management with my business partner, Trey Vernon. Uh, we've been doing that for 14 years now. Before that, I ran uh, collegiately at Oklahoma State, so I was a distance runner um, and grew up here. I, we're we're in we're based out of Manhattan, Kansas, and this is kind of where I grew up. I grew up in a really small town that I won't even mention right outside of town because no one would know. So it's always Manhattan, Kansas is where I'm from. And uh, so we've been doing that now, yeah, time and full time running the running the store. Uh, you know, I try to try to stay in shape. I've had a little bit of a knee injury over the last couple of years that has kind of prevented me from training as hard as I was, um, BC before COVID and, uh, and, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Wow. That's a good story. Um, I know Ben cause I was a customer of his and, uh, uh, ran, ran in high school, didn't run a lot after that, uh, biked in college. I didn't start running again until, uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child and I gained more weight than she did. <laughs> so yep. we kept going through Dairy Queen and she'd order a small chocolate dip cone and I'd get a whole meal and like whole um, had a buddy, uh, 
ran marathons. So that's when I started doing that and just kept going longer and uh, yeah. started doing ultras and stuff like that. Uh, ben has a slight knee injury. I got a whole new knee this year. Oh, congrats. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Bionic Berry. Yeah. Did you that's get to right. pick it out? Yeah, I did. It's hot pink. And it looks good. <laughs> nice. uh, so transitioning more into biking than running right now uh, because uh, it's a little easier on the new knee. But, Very good. Uh, it's coming back well. Yeah, that's so. awesome. That that's that's when I started getting into uh, endurance sports and triathlon. Specifically, was when I realized that uh, I, I had put on the baby weight, not my wife. So she looked yeah. a lot better than me post. <laughs> post Barry, Barry is also my insurance agent. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good. I don't claim that all the time, though. Cool. All right. Well, let's just jump on in again. We're going to have a, a bunch of like specific products. I've got a couple of kind of life hacks that I've. Uh, one of the one of which I've learned the very hard way, gone through a couple of really nice carbon frames, but um, we'll get more specific <laughs> oh, about man. that. Who wants to kick it off? Raise your hand. Go ahead. Uh, go. Age before beauty. Oh, go age. ahead. Uh, oh man, do we? Do you think down. we want to start with life or? Uh, um, start actually, I'm going to go with health. All right. I'm going to start out with something for the holidays. Um, I put down number one Z biotics. Now, I don't know if uh, anybody here ever partakes of holiday cheer um Never. but uh that is a yeah that is a genetically engineered uh, prebiotic that you drink before you drink alcohol and uh it breaks down the uh i'm, I'm not gonna get into their science form but uh acetaldehyde or something like that in the gut um so rather than be like a uh i i've read things where like oh you can take some vitamins and stuff and you'll feel better it actually gets rid of the byproduct but gives you a bad hangover. Hmm. So it's specifically and, uh, engineered for hangovers more than like yep, a, you know. it's a it's a actually a biologically engineered uh, huh. product. Um they've got a patent. It is absolutely incredible. Huh. And it comes in just a little shot vial. It looks like water. You drink it an hour or so before you start uh going out. It lasts for 24 hours and uh it works absolutely amazing. And how hard has Barry pushed it? Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a, a, uh, we had, we had a little party in our house okay. one night with, uh, Scott Snyder, you know, you yeah. know, Scott, well, I run a lot of races with him and it got out of hand with some whiskey. Um, and he, he was so bad. Sorry, Scott, I'm going to tell you this. Um, he, uh, couldn't ride home with his wife. So he, he not we, only could we, he not drive, he couldn't ride home. No, we had wow. to put him to bed. That's a next level. It hadn't happened in a long time, but we had to put him to bed and I was, I was having fun with him and, uh, went to bed at midnight, woke up at six o'clock. I felt great. Wow. I uh, decided I want to go to the gym. Really? Yep. Woke him up out of his bed, drove him home at six o'clock in the morning. I went to the gym, didn't feel like I drank. Damn. And, uh, it, it really works as it, it's absolutely amazing. Wow. So. Um, they frequently run out, but, uh, it's zbiotics.com and I got it from another podcast and tried it and it's, it's amazing. Cool. Hmm. All right. That's interesting. But you have, I mean, that product doesn't do you any good unless you're going to be a drinker. Is that correct? If you are not drinking, Ben, you're, you're out of luck. You're out of okay. luck. But it's the holidays. So I figure people are going <laughs> to parties and you don't have to drink a lot. You can just drink a little bit and yeah. you, you really wake up and feel great. Honestly, you're, you're saying that like the holidays is the only time you drink. And I know that's not to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's using that as an excuse. It's always, I know that's bogus. It's always yeah. a holiday. Right, Troy? You know, we had we had friends over a couple of weeks ago and I had 
I think four beers and I was, I was kind of wrecked there. I wasn't like sick yeah. or super hungover, but I, I, we just sat around like watching movies all day Sunday. I, I just don't drink that much anymore, but, um, certainly around yeah. the holidays. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm checking that one out. I'll tell you what, um, that's really when it, the four, the four, three, four beers, um, we go to the winery once in a while, have a couple glasses of wine. And uh, yeah, those are the days you feel crappy and it, it yeah. works well. It, it really does. All right. Hmm. That's, down. That's well, I don't, I don't have a health one. I'm really boring in this area. I don't, I guess my health one I would say is uh, maybe five, five things of bacon in the morning, five pieces <laughs> of bacon. <laughs> when you said things, I wasn't well, sure I, if you I, were I, meaning I, like packs. No, no, no. Just five. Yeah. I'm glad you've got back. Five pieces yeah, of bacon. Yeah, I, it was eight. I'm back to five. Um, eggs. I, I don't honestly take any anything at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm pretty boring in the health. I, and I you don't can drink jump that around much. To whatever you want to do. Yeah, we don't have yeah, to stick do, like well, categorical. You, you do you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know if you want to do a health. Okay. So no. so I mean my my number one definitely. It would be my my Garmin watch. Okay. I have um, Garmin mm-hmm. came out with a new watch. Um, well, it, it's based off of the Phoenix platform. Okay. So if people know the Garmin Phoenix, mine I got the Epix. I, I traded my Phoenix in, got an Epix. Um, Epix. The the big difference is going to be is it has the AMOLED screen. So all all of you Apple Watch users who love the Apple Watch because of the screen and everything. Now it's not going to make the phone calls for you. I can do quick replies on text like you can on a lot of the Garmin products, but it's got that bright, vibrant screen that, that people know with the Apple watch, except the battery is also going to be much longer. It has all the great features that the Phoenix watch has. I use it when I go out and hike 14 ers uh, in Colorado during the summer. Um, You know, most days when I'm either biking or running, I don't use it for all of its, it has so much stuff, but that is, I, I would not want to, I, my Garmin watch is by far my favorite piece that I use. How long does the battery last for you? So I actually put it on the screen where it'll go to sleep when I'm not looking at it. Okay. I can get six, it, it'll say smartwatch modes about 16 days in that. Um, I probably charge it once a week because, yeah. you know, I go out for an hour long ride or go out for yeah. a run. And so it does suck the battery a little bit quicker, but I, I charge it probably once a week. Um, hmm versus you know like my, my wife had the apple watch for a while she wouldn't run in an hour a day and she would have to charge that that thing every single day yeah um i don't have how, to do that how long will it last on uh, gps when we run a race uh, i think people would be able to look this up and, and do it uh, if you were doing like an ultra you would get you could it dep- obviously depends on settings are yeah. you using heart rate are you using music while you're doing it on the watch and stuff like that but i think you can get somewhere close to 40 or 50 hours out okay. of, out of it in a, in a situation like that still, which is wow. yeah. in the, when I was trying to decide between watches, I tried to decide between the, the epics or uh, the Phoenix came out with a new solar option mm-hmm. for me. That, I think that's really cool. The, the solar, the solar stuff is really cool. Especially even if you're, if you're gonna be doing long rides for bike on bike computers, when they yeah. come out with that, that's gonna be really cool. Cause that's gonna be facing up in the sun the entire time. For me, I don't, I mean, I do go out and do some stuff out in Colorado but I, I don't really ever need yeah. it to last, you know, that long. So the solar, the solar thing wasn't like a, a selling point for me. Are really. you using it um, as your bike computer too then? You don't have a bike computer, you just use the watch? I have a really old Garmin bike computer, but I use my watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, how much is that one? 
Yeah. I think you can get, well, actually they're getting ready to go on sale or they're going to be a hundred bucks off, but they, it depends again, it depends on which model you get, but it's going to be anywhere from 800 to a thousand bucks on the, okay. on the epics, but yeah. you don't have to get a bike computer. You wouldn't have to No, I mean, they, there's even attachments where you could actually, and I don't do this, but you could actually put, put it like on your stem of your bike. Okay. There's a thing you could wrap it on there. I always just leave it on my wrist. So I don't, I'm not yeah. really worried about yeah. that, but you could do that. Well, hmm. All right, I'm going to go the opposite direction. What what Phoenix version did you come from? The five, uh, the five. I think because yeah. they're on a six now. I think. Yeah. Or no, are they on a seven now? I think. I no, I think know. it's a six. Okay, I had the five. I'll look that up. I'll All look right. it up and I'll tell you. But so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go counter to yours. So okay. I had the, I had the Phoenix five, and uh -huh. um, and I just. I just switched, but I'm within the two weeks. So I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold. So I'm going to give my little pre-review of the Apple watch ultra, which I just picked okay. up on Sunday. So my, I had some very specific needs on this. One was I was spending way too much time on my phone, uh, just scrolling Instagram, things like that. And, and like at the sauna, at the gym, that type of thing. And I wanted to try to eliminate as much, um, even when like my wife and I'll go out on a Saturday or Sunday throughout the day, I, I just found myself constantly kind of like mindlessly just flipping over to the phone. And so I wanted to be able to leave the house without my phone at all. So me, be able to make and, and receive phone calls if I needed to get text, Slack, you know, sort of like emergency type situations, that type of thing. Um, also, obviously, all of the fitness tracking stuff. The, the biggest drawback to the Apple Watch is that I'm so used to with the Garmin, every workout just uploads automatically to Garmin Connect. It's there. It hits my Strava. It hits my premium account, all of those different things. I haven't figured out a, a, a solution around that. But I will say some of the nice things that I've really loved about it so far. So I, I, I think that there's some obvious drawbacks that I, I don't think are long-term drawbacks, but I have to figure out how to get around them in navigating from my Phoenix. One obviously is, is charge time. I will say, um, I've done some heavy, not, not like ultra distance stuff, but you know, 10 mile run, um, four hour bike ride, treadmill runs, workouts, rec like recording as much as possible, basically listening to music during the entire thing with those. Um, I was not wearing a heart rate monitor, but I was monitoring my heart through the watch. And end of the day, I'm, I'm maybe at like 68% battery. So it's, oh, it's a much wow. better battery than previous ones. So this will oh, easily yeah. through activities. I think you could easily run Leadville on this thing. Like I think, I think okay. a 28 hour battery you could eke out, especially with the low power mode where they, they do less yeah. fidelity on the GPS tracking. The, the thing that I'm, I'm shocked at because I owned the, the gen one of the Apple watch. And then I, like, I think I wore it for a couple of weeks and I was so bored with it, but the, you know, having my calendar on the face, I've got like two weather options with temperature and conditions. Um, I use a lot of timers and stopwatches through cooking or doing like EMOM kettlebell workouts and things like that. Mm -hmm. And just having that stuff right on the face of the watch I love my, my Phoenix five. I absolutely like, it has been so rock solid, but this, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm so far, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by the things I wasn't even thinking about. And I'm happy enough with the things that I, you know, again, like I, you know, yesterday I left the house, went to the gym, did some other things, didn't take my phone at all. And it was, it was wonderful. So for me, it was about reducing that screen time as well. 
No, I, I like that. I like that idea. I'm not, I, so full yeah. disclosure, I've never had an, an, an iPhone ever in my life. Mm. I'm an Android user. So the whole Apple watch thing doesn't even appeal to me, but that with just knowing like how my wife had it, what you're saying, one of the things I also really like about my Garmin is that I don't have to charge it overnight and it, yeah. it gives you some really cool sleep stuff. Mm. Um, Garmin also has this thing called the body battery, which sounds stupid. I don't really use it for, <laughs> yeah. I don't really use it for um, like knowing whether I should work out or not, but it is honestly really amazing. It, it by monitoring your heart rate and doing all this stuff and your sleep and everything, this body battery can get up to a hundred if it, if it maxes out. But you know, there's been times when I've been sick or getting sick or when I had COVID and stuff like that, that it, I mean, it won't get over 10. Like it, it knows your body is run down and, and fighting something. And it's a pretty cool thing where if you're wearing it all night long and I'm to charge it, yeah. that's a pretty cool thing. So I don't know. Do you wear, do you also wear yours for the sleep stuff or no? No. And I read some reviews where guys were, that, that was like the number one selling point was the, was sleep. And I, there's no yeah. way I'm sleeping with a cellular device with a lithium ion battery in my bed and there's no way like i would never i'm enough catch of fire a, or something like that no i'm just enough of a tinfoil hat wearing person of the you know <laughs> just the you know all of the craziness that the things that we don't yet know about you know long-term exposure right, yeah. to that type of thing so i'm not um i'm a fairly consistent sleeper i don't worry about it that much but i have been listening to like andrew huberman's podcast and you know when you get into i have always purposely Oddly, coming from athletes, I am very, uh, not very, but I'm for the most part pretty anti-data when it comes to my health. I like to go by feel more than anything else, and and that's probably a negative that's probably kept you know held me back over time. People who really geek out and get into the nitty gritty, but I to me it's like it's kind of the same. You know, I, ironically, I, I went with the Apple Watch Ultra to get away from technology. And so I, and I'm true to that. Like I really do, uh, like, I don't want to replace Instagram with a new obsession of like, mm -hmm. you know, constantly yep. monitoring my sleep and, and heart rate and all that stuff. The, the one last thing I'll say about it is this is far more accurate than my Garmin was on treadmills. So I, I do two treadmill mm. workouts. So okay. I do my threshold and my, um, my intervals on a, on a, uh, a treadmill. And I always have mm -hmm. to, you know, on the Garmin where it's like save and calibrate where you then have to change the distance. This, mm -hmm. the Apple watch has been remarkably accurate from my very first cool. run on that. So I've only done one. So, but, but we'll see. Yeah. Got a couple, a couple things on that. Number one, I, when you look at people who are highly stressed people, um, a lot of times measuring their sleep actually creates a, a bigger mm -hmm. problem for them on sleep because then they worry about what their yeah. sleep is. I don't worry. I, mean, about I know it. you don't. No. Um, one of the best ways, just uh, non-technology, to measure your um, whether you're overcooked, your CNS is overcooked, your rundown, is your grip strength. Mm. If you uh, if you look at uh, a lot of the um, the uh, strength coaches, you can just every day, if you have a, a grip strength measurement or even a, a regular scale, you can just squeeze. Um, your grip strength will tell everything you need to know about where you are and your set point. It'll vary dramatically um, based on your sleep and your CNS fatigue and everything else, whether it's for running or anything, just get up in the morning and see how strong your grip is. Mm, and a lot of people just get the cheap, uh, just a cheap uh, caliber that says, okay, I'm, I'm gripping 97 pounds today. 
And once you get a baseline, if you drop 10%, you know, huh. you're highly fatigued that day. And it's proven over the last 20 years to be about the most accurate. Hmm. Um, and it'll, it'll coincide directly with your watch when you look hmm. at it. Interesting. Which is fascinating if you want to go non-technology. The question I have on the Apple, and I don't know about the Apple watches, what about the um, connectivity in the mountains, the accuracy for the altitude, stuff like yeah. that? Because I know Garmin and Sunto are both really good at that stuff. Yeah. Um, don't know how's, yet. How's, don't okay. know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be pushing it a little bit harder. I'm, I'm training again for, uh, for Silver Rush, so my training is going to start ramping up here. Um, going into winter and I'll, I'll know more about that. The, 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 the connectivity just like internally with my, with the AirPods. So like the mm -hmm. eco, the Apple ecosystem is now so good. Listening to podcast music, all that stuff without bringing your phone. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll know it. It was kind of funny yesterday I was doing on my recovery day. I just did 20 minute sauna, five minute plunge, 20 minute sauna. And so I was trying to figure out the temperature of the pool at lifetime, which is, it wasn't nearly cold enough to do what I was trying to do, but just, you know, submerging the Apple watch. And it told me that the water temperature was 79 degrees, something I didn't have with the Garmin, you know, it was like, you yeah, know, some, cool. some, yeah, some little nice things like that. Um, frankly, all of the other stuff I've even been kind of obsessing about, like, what are the best watch apps and stuff there's there's no good mm -hmm. apple watch apps to be honest <laughs> there really are <laughs> it, it kind of comes out of the box with you know with again one of the things that i liked about the garmin was there's just no muss no fuss it tracked my swim workouts awesome it did all all the things that i wanted this is not a mm -hmm. not at all a negative to the garmin i i would absolutely go back to the to the phoenix and again i'm still in that two-week return period with apple and, and i may still go back but so far i've been pleasantly surprised um, again, it checked my specific box. So, well, if you, if you're out running a lot and biking, it's one less thing you have to bring yeah. if you don't have to bring a phone. Yeah, and I was I mean, doing on my when I was training for uh, Silver Rush last time. Just that phone kind of bouncing around in the Solomon vest was was just enough to, you know, kind of notice it. You know. So anyway, we're, well, we're like, it is the Phoenix Seven. It's the seven. Phoenix Seven now. Okay. And there's okay. lots of options. I'm guessing you'd probably want to try the. Yeah. Epics, if you're going to do that, but yeah, I'll check it, it out. I, I, I like your I, your thought on the whole not taking your phone. That's pretty yeah. cool. But Garmin doesn't have that option where you can just make phone calls from it. Doesn't yeah. have service like that. So that that is a, that's pretty cool that you yeah. can you can leave your phone at home and do that. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, Barry, you're back up. I don't know if you wanted to use your your previous the grip strength one as one, but but you can throw one out there. <laughs> no, that was one I just I just thought of. I didn't write down, but yeah. uh, um, it's a way to go. I'm going to go with your running stuff and. Uh, um, since you're training for a long run, I'm a, I, my ankles, I kick my uh, opposite calf a lot while I run. Mm. I just, for some reason, my gait's probably got problems, but um, constantly fishing things out of my shoes. So I wear gaiters and I've tried a bunch of different gaiters from everyone. And for trans Rockies last year, um, I went and got the, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Catula. Catula. Um, yeah. They're uh, instigators and uh, by far, I mean, not even close, the best gaiters I've ever had or used. Um, the way they zip up, they uh, are adjustable, how light they are, and how well they work and don't chafe. Hmm. Um, absolutely phenomenal. I think that, you know, I see a ton of people not running with gaiters on trail runs, on long trail runs, and just the the fine grit and sand that get in. Um, I uh, made the mistake of not running with gaiters at, uh, um, the Rocky Raccoon Hundred, 
and had blood blisters the size of, I don't know, the whole bottom of my foot just from the fine sand and dirt. Hmm. Um, so switched to the Gators at uh, Trans Rockies and had six days and not a single blister, nothing in my shoes, wow. went through water crossings. Um, I actually lost a pair of Solomon Gators in a water crossing um, at 150 miler. So I uh, know they don't stand as well. And I have skinny ankles, super skinny ankles and big feet. How high so, up the ankle do they go? And how do they uh, I got the lower like ones. Uh, no, they have a, uh, almost like a, those pinch um, zip. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, tighteners on, on the top and then they zip up and you can get them all the way up. I got the low ones that just go over the top of the shoe. Um, so my socks actually stuck out the top, but, uh, they work amazing hmm. for people with skinny ankles because the problem I've always had is with size 12 and a half feet and super skinny ankles, hmm. I couldn't find gators that are comfortable at all. And that's interesting. Um, just if you don't use gators, even yeah. if you're just on a five to 10 mile trail run, it's amazing how nice it is not to have stuff in your, in your, uh, yeah, that's your cool. shoe. So that's a good one. And they're, and they're, and they're cheap. If you're looking for, for a, a Christmas gift, good stock um, stuff. They're worth it. Cool. I like that one. Yeah, I'll, uh, my next most important one, um, I use nearly every day, all day. I use them on my runs. I've used them on my bikes and that is my Aftershocks headphones. Um, so again, I'm not an iPhone guy, so <laughs> I don't, good. I've never done, I've never done the, uh, Apple AirPods, but these, we sell them in our store. They go over the ear. Um, much different than the ones I have on right now. They yeah. go. Yeah, over you the were ear. pointing to your cans, and I'm yeah, like, you yeah, don't wear yeah. those for running, do you? <laughs> no, yeah, these are awesome. <laughs> Love can't it. hear, can't hear anything. Trail. You don't even know when you're about ready to get hit by a car with these things yeah. on. It's oh. awesome. Uh, so that's that's the that's one of the big selling points. Number number one is they won't fall out because they're they go over your ear. They they use bone connection. Uh, okay. Is that what they call it? Induction. 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 I think. Induction. Okay. Where, where, uh, bone connectivity. How about that? They, <laughs> that vibrates they, your head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not inside your ear. So you can hear everything going on for me. I use them also. I have them on during the day when I'm working because I, there's a lot of times with yeah. timing or with, uh, getting ready to go time a race or whatever. I might be moving stuff around. I get a phone call. I can push the button. I can answer it. Um, and I don't, I don't, I still have use of my hands or even if I'm sitting at my desk doing things, I'm typing, I can still be talking without having to hold the phone up. So I use them every day. I definitely use them when I'm running and, and working out or biking or whatever. I used them this morning on the Peloton when I was, when I was doing that. So, um, I use those all the time and love them. They're best. We've been yeah. selling headphones for 14 years in our store. This is Bar none, the best headphone I've ever used. So can you just hear normal yes. while it's going on? Yes, absolutely. I've used That's these. And, and I could be sitting next to Barry like right now, like I am. I could, if I had them on yeah. and we were just working or whatever, and I could have a podcast going, he would not be able to hear it, but I could, unless wow. I'm, unless I had it turned up really loud or something like that, but you wouldn't be able to hear it. And, and I can just be listening and then you could talk to me and I could push the button to pause it or whatever. But I um, had totally yeah. forgotten about this, but when I was with, uh, Helbig at Big River, I tried these things on and they blew me away. They are exactly yep. as you describe. We yep. were standing in the shop and then he he handed them to me. I put them on. I don't know why I didn't buy them. They were fantastic. Yeah, and, and yeah, awesome. you're yeah. right. The thing that drives me nuts is 
um, being the father of a 16 year old daughter who, you know, was on <laughs> cross country and stuff, women who put both headphones in on trails in sort of remote areas. I mean, yeah. guys for that matter too, but yeah. it's like you, you need to have your head on a swivel. You yeah. need to be way yep. more situationally aware in the aftershocks other than the distraction of actually listening to music, but you're right there. They sort of go, I don't even remember how they fit. Are they right in front of your ears? Yeah, kind of yeah. like right over the top and kind of right in front. Yeah. But, but you can yeah, sit there and have a normal awesome. conversation and, and hear yep. music with amazing fidelity. I didn't feel yep. like you were. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Well, great totally sound quality. Yeah. And, and the other thing, and one of my other items that I'll we'll talk about um, that, I that has to do with the same thing is when I run or when I bike or whatever, I usually am doing it early in the morning when it's dark out. Yeah. So I'm out on gravel roads by myself sometimes or sometimes, but by myself running or biking <clears throat> when it's dark out and I don't get scared. That's fine. Yeah. Dogs don't bother me, whatever, but I do want to know if there's something yeah. out there around me too. Yeah. So, I mean, whether it be a car with when it's dark out, you can see headlights. And so I'm not as worried about that, but but man, you can hear everything going on around you and still be listening. And, and I also don't, another small thing is I don't ever listen to music. I can't even tell you the last time I listened to music on a run, on a ride or anything. I listen to yeah. podcasts or uh, some of my favorite uh, pastors, sermons or whatever. And so it's it's not as like music where it's blaring. I You know, when, when someone's talking, you can hear better as well yeah. anyway. And so, um, yeah, yeah cool. it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I had forgotten yeah, about this. This is a public service announcement. So I was... Um, running one morning out by Ure, Colorado on a trail. Um, and there's a lot of bears around Ure. Uh, and it was early, it was early summer. So they've come down. Um, they're down in town a lot and, uh, ran up on a three people, a family, husband, wife, and a little kid. All of them have headphones on. Mm. They're in a trail. There's bears everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I run right up on them. They don't hear me. They don't have a clue. I'm there. I mean, I catch up to them like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. They're all startled. Um, and I see people doing that <laughs> yeah. in, in the mountains regularly. And I think to myself, you yeah. know, there's a lot of stuff out here that you just need to know that if you don't run up on them, yeah. you're fine. But if you surprise a bear, yeah. um, if you're not paying attention, yeah. um, it's dangerous. And uh, I constantly see people come from like Kansas and they go to Colorado and they think, oh, there's nothing in Kansas that's going to get me. So yeah. I'll put on my headphones and I think that's a great option yeah. for people. No, for so sure. that's my public yeah. service announcement. Don't be an idiot. Don't become bear food. There you go. So right. there you go. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I think, am You're I up? up? Oh, I'm up. You're okay. Up. Oh, where do I want to go? I'm going to go with another one that um, kind of t to your point, uh, Ben, about like something that I use every day. And I'm shocked at this. So I, I got into endurance via triathlon. Um, I don't, I own one pair of running shoes with shoelaces in them. Everything else I immediately, oh. the first thing I do is swap them for the Nathan run laces. I don't like, I, and I never see other runners wearing these things. They're the elastic laces that, you know, you lock down yep. the, you know, you, the, and, and unless you wear them, you don't like, they change the way your shoe fits completely. Mm -hmm. it, I hate the way my shoes fit when I have shoelaces in them. Mm -hmm. it, it, there's something about the elastic, you know, within a hundred feet or so of you, you know, re, uh, uh, you know, putting your shoes on. If, I don't even think I really ever adjust them, to be honest. Like maybe mm -hmm. on a sprint day, I'll tighten them a little bit down, but otherwise I never touch them. 
Every single pair of shoes, the first thing I do is I rip the laces out. I replace them with the elastic laces. They they make your shoes fit a thousand times better, less fatigue, no hot spots on, you know, if you're somebody who gets hot spots on the top of your feet from, you know, over lacing and things like that. Um, yeah. And your shoelace never comes untied. And your shoe and my wife's shoes come untied every time we go for a walk three times <laughs> and I have to wait for it. It drives me nuts. So I'm going to start secretly, secretly replacing them. But yeah. And you know, and one late, one pair of, uh, laces will last me about three shoes. So I'll just pull them out. I'll burn the ends to kind of crisp them yep. back up and throw them back yep. in. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Nathan or any of the, any of the brands out there, you can get them on Amazon for four or five bucks or at your local running store. Um, Manhattan Running Co. Yeah, and I would say buy the good ones because one time I was stuck for like a very specific color and I bought like the cheap whatever Amazon offered, but I always buy Nathan um, and they just, they work better. They never shred or anything again and you can reuse them. um, Nathan probably doesn't want me telling you that, but um, yeah, Yeah. I, I, I will typically about three to four pair of shoes, the laces will last. So that's mine. So a question on that. Is it like the Solomon ones where it, it tightens by is via zipper or do you no. just get it set it in the, or just, yeah, I've set. had that. I had a pair with the Solomons and they, frankly, I hated it. They were because they, you didn't get the benefit of that elastic. They were more of a yeah, rigid type solid. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. With the Nathans, they, they lace up like normal. And then there's a little, um, like a, what you would normally have like on a drawstring on a pair of shorts or something like a bathing suit, let's say. And so you just pinch it and pull the tighten. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah, you just sort of move your foot around for a second and it, and the laces just kind of settle into where they're comfortable. And Mm -hmm. and it just makes your, you know, cause the triathlon side is, it was always about transition. So you'd be able to easily take your shoes off, put them back on. Um, And so I just got in the habit. I liked the way that it felt. And I just kind of assumed everybody knew about these, used them, used them for running. But again, like, especially on long days, it's so easy to like, let's say you're going up or downhill. You want to change the way your shoe is fitting. You want it a little bit looser, maybe on a flat, you literally half a second, you just, you know, pull the drawstring away or toward the shoe and boom, done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use them. I don't really use them much. We sell them in our store. I would say that most people there, we, we sell a decent amount of them, but I I've never put them on except for when I was going to do a triathlon. Mm. So like, I just don't ever think about it, um, for those purposes, but that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I wouldn't have thought about changing the fit of your shoe, but yeah, yeah, that's, that would be nice. Especially for like no show socks. I have found if I wear them with shoelaces, the, every time the, the socks will like go into the shoe, you know, they'll fall down. Yeah. yeah. But with the elastics, for some reason, it doesn't, huh. it doesn't have really thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the best benefit there yeah. is. Yeah. And I will say it's not on my list, but as a quick one, the Lululemon no show socks are freaking fantastic. They stay up a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So I need, more. well, we, we carry Lulu in our store. We have not, we have not ventured into the socks yet because yeah. we have other yeah. brands that we carry that we really like. Um, but yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't even know they made some. I didn't either. Lulu. Yeah. I'm sure Trey probably Trey orders our Lulu and does a good job managing that stuff. And so I didn't even know. But yeah. Uh, you I wear was, you wear your Lulu socks with your ABC pants, I'm exactly, guessing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I I came from Stance. I love Stance's longer socks, but they're no shows for me for whatever reason. How my foot is built, they're garbage. They just I, I can't wear them for two minutes without them falling into my shoe. But the Lulus yeah. are perfect. So anyway, gotcha. And the Lulus, I mean. 
They have great dress pants too. Yeah, that's what the ABC pan. I just got yeah. my first yeah. one. Oh, you yeah. just got your first. Yeah, pair? I just had Trey order me a pair. This is my only non-Lulu pair of pants. Of dress pants. I, told, I just actually I told Trey the other like day wearing sweats. I just yeah. told Trey the other day when you start carrying them, we haven't done it. And I've had yeah. three people this week tell me, "Hey, will you carry their ABC pan? Will you carry yeah. their ABC pan?" Yeah. Because, but we've always just carried their athletic stuff. But maybe we need to start doing the other stuff as well. I was like wearing sweats for suit pants. It's awesome. You wouldn't have noticed, but every conference. Uh, I would basically be in Lulu pants the whole time because for travel, I, I like, I don't bring jeans. They pack down yeah. super tight. They don't wrinkle. Yep. They're great for yep. flying. Great for, you know, yep. hotel life. So, yeah. I wore them yesterday as my first time wearing the Lulu pants. Loved them. Probably need to get a second color. I yeah. Mean, they're, they're a great pant. Yeah. I think I have five pairs now. Do so, you really? And you can throw them in the washing machine. So for like me, my old dress pants, I always had to get dry cleaned. You just throw them in the washing. Yeah. And like Lit, you said, in hotels, you little can't known, Little known secret, because my wife, uh, my wife's been wearing Lulu for, you know, decade. Oh, well, shit, 15 years. Well, 20 years now, I guess. But she will often, she'll cycle them out and sell them and get like 50 cents on the dollar for old Lulu really? stuff. Yeah, the, the aftermarket for Lulu stuff is insane. Oh. So, Oh, the black market on Lulu. I didn't yeah. realize that. Now Lulu like will, will buy your stuff back. As generally what? used, yeah, they'll buy your stuff. Are you back. serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just sold a wow. shirt that I like. I'm a black and gray T-shirt kind of guy, and I took a chance on this kind of weird mustardy color, and uh, I had it for a couple months, worn it a bunch of times, and I took it back, and I bought it on sale, probably paid forty bucks for it, um, and they bought it back for ten. Like it's you know that was a bad example because it was kind of just a you know it was clearly yeah. a. a a version that didn't sell well for them either. And I was an idiot for buying it, but like an ABC pant, I don't know what they'd give you for it, but it'd be probably, you know, 30, 40 bucks back, you know? Mm, Wow. Yeah. Not a bad deal. If you, again, you take a chance on a color you didn't like, or you just sick of it. And instead of throwing them away or something, just go. Hmm. I'm going to start selling insurance and used Lulu clothing. (laughs) I'm great. Great. Uh, we need to we need to pick up the pace here. We're spending too much time on these. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, Barry, your buck up. Oh man. Okay. Well, this is um, this is not buying anything. Well, I guess I'm actually I'm going to go with the massage gun, mm-hmm. um, their gun, whatever. Yeah. Ben sells some in his store. I don't. There's a lot of brands out there. Um, I spent a fortune on chiropractors, uh, doctor. I can't ever say it, Fovo. Fovo. Yeah. A joint fit. Um getting needling, everything else done. Um, I literally use it every night just while I'm sitting there watching TV. Yeah. Um, and uh, on my legs and sore spots. And it has, I would say my injury, um, the amount of injuries I've had just plummeted. Yeah. And it just, for recovery, they're fantastic. You got to get one with multiple heads because it does different things. So um, I don't know how much each one costs, but I'd spend a little bit of money and get yeah. a decent one. I would second some versatility. That. Yeah, I've got a Theragun and it's a total game changer. And it and it works. That's the difference. I, I've got yeah. I've had like one of those uh like sharper image massage chairs that my, my oh, mom yeah. bought yeah. me for Christmas one year. And it's like there's a little bit of relief there, but the Theragun actually works. Like if you've got a knot, if you've got a kink in your yeah. neck or whatever, you use it for five minutes, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I have one as well. My wife uses it. I use it. It's yeah, I agree with you on that. That's a good one. Game changer. Um, uh, my number, th- my next one is, um, an app It's called Strava for anybody. Never, never heard how do you, how do you spell yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a premium member 
Um, and it, I, I just, I, it up, you upload all your workouts through whatever you're using. I use Garmin, obviously Garmin connect, and then it pushes out to it. I actually, Barry and I had a friend who for the longest time was trying to get me to use it. And I, I never did. His name is Josh. I was like, I just actually <laughs> talked to him last night and, uh, I didn't. And then he, he's military and he moved away and then I did it. And then I started being like, Oh, this mm. is kind of cool. I started taking all yeah. his segments and everything like that from him after he moved out of town. <laughs> yeah. So, so Strava does a lot of different things for, for me. I don't really care so much about the segments that I just mentioned, um, which can be kind of like ways you can race workouts or whatever. You can go find these th- segments that people run a lot or bike a lot and you can kind of race that and see for me, again, it kind of goes back to the, um, just one of the, one of the cool things, <laughs> some, well, sometimes I like it right now. I hate it because I was in really good shape a couple of years ago before I got a knee injury. And now I'm kind of trying to fight back. But if you do a run that you do, typically it will match that and tell you whether, you know, you can see whether you're getting faster or slower on it. And right now I'm I'm way slower than what I was a long time ago. So it's kind of frustrating. But if you don't look back at ones where you're in really good shape and you can kind of compare it over the last couple of months, it's still good. But that's one of the things I like about it. Um, it also has, if you're, if you use, I'm a heart rate guy, so it gives you a lot of good data on that. Um, it, it just, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like social media, I guess, too, for, I, and actually I don't go scrolling through Strava much. I, I just put my, my stuff on there and I go. So I, I'm not one of those who goes through and likes a lot of people's stuff. Um, I just don't yeah. get on there that much, but yeah, but yeah. I, I love Strava. Strava's pretty, pretty, pretty good. I use it for everything. I even use it for my weight training. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. keep track of hours and where I'm at. Yeah, and I do the same. What I do and they, you put comments in there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been real handy. Yeah. I would agree. I, I use it passively and have for years. I don't, I don't ever go on it, but all of my, through Garmin Connect, all of my workouts yeah. end up there. So, um, yeah, I, I like it for um, kind of what you described, like looking back and comparing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. which at 51 is really sad now because it's like, I'm not, I'm not going up in any areas, you know? Um, and I, I had a KOM on, on the downhill of Sanitas for a very short time. It was kind of one of those days where I just closed my eyes and sprinted down the front of a very jagged, yeah. uh, mountain. And it was, it was a good time, but otherwise. Well, that's better. That's better than getting it when you put your bike on the back of your car and drove home and then you forgot to shut off your GPS. <laughs> and that's the reason you have yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 uh we talked to them a lot about doing certain partnerships over the years and one of them was this was way pre-covid but having kind of like the virtual basically having Strava rides be able to be aggregated into races on athletes mm-hmm. and and that was one of the problems that we just never overcame was there's a lot of um let's say questionable data in in uh yeah. in Strava at that level but anyway those are good yeah, yeah Strava is an easy one yeah, Strava. Yeah, I, I I really enjoy it. Let me see. Uh, this is a this is an easy one. This was uh, a buddy of mine, Matt Weaver, turned me onto this. It's the um, it, it's a cycling mountain biking thing, but it's backcountry research. It's called the Overlock Mountain Bike Saddle Mount. So, uh, for your under saddle, you know, where you keep like a spare tube and and uh, CO twos and things, yeah. a couple things. Um, one, I hate how they look. They just look so goofy to me, but, um, they also 
every time I would wash my bike, you'd kind of have to wash that too because it gets caked with mud or whatever. Um, and then I found, especially living in Colorado, when it's colder, unzipping, you know, one of those things, and it, they can be really cumbersome. The overlock is like a T-shaped, it's, a, it's about a foot long, really durable Velcro strap. And then it's got these little wing Velcros that kind of stick out and it goes, it loops through your saddle. And then I can put, and it's got kind of these like uh, surgical rubber straps built into it. So it's, I'm describing it as overly complicated. I'll have a link in the show notes, but it's a super simple zero weight device. You can throw two CO2s, a tube, um, a, uh, a charger, you know, the thing the CO2, uh, plugs into, and then, yep. you know, I've got like some zip ties and things like that, that I put in there too, but it, then everything's totally exposed. So it's, you can just rinse it off at the end, you know, but you're literally looking at your CO2s, your tubes, and it just locks down under your seat. So it's like, it just looks like a normal Velcro strap, but the way they designed it, everything fits in there. I mean, I've done some gnarly stuff. Nothing ever falls out of it. It's like 30 bucks, I think. But every new bike I get, that's the first thing I put on it is this. Uh, it's kind of similar to the Nathan laces. It's just like a no-brainer you throw in there. Um, and again, when I'm washing my bike, I sometimes I don't even take it off my bike. I can just rinse it, rinse the mud off the tube and the CO2s yeah. and it's done. So great product. I might have to look at that because yeah. I literally, well, I'm kind of done. So when I ride, I ride early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much, I don't have a lot of the, the gear that would require that when it gets really cold. So my, my buddy and I, that we, that we ride together, rode probably for the last time, maybe a week and a half ago when it was 45 degrees. Cause I don't yeah. know if I want to ride underneath that without the toe stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I will tell you the last month, uh, probably three, two weeks that we were riding, I finally on my last ride took off my bag that was on the back of my bike on my, underneath my seat. And the reason why is because my pair of bike pants and the pair of tights I'd worn the last time I got a hole in them because they're the Velcro strap on yep. the back when Those I was riding, catching it. kept oh, catching it. And one ride I had a hole in the back of my tights and I hadn't yeah. noticed the one in my shorts, but then I saw that and there was a hole there too in the exact same spot. Damn. So it was just catching on a, yeah. on a Velcro strap mm. or something. And I got, I have a hole in my pair of tights and that pair, pair of shorts. So I just took it off my last yeah. ride. I didn't have it on, but now I'm done. So it doesn't, I, I might have to look at that because that, that sounds good. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is you can see it. So, you know, because I've done before where I forgot that I used a CO2 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I've gone to get it out of my bag and it was gone or, you know, mm-hmm. I move stuff between bikes and all that stuff because yeah. everything's exposed. You just look right at it and see, okay, I've only got one CO2. I mm-hmm. need to grab another one, that type of thing. So. Cool. That's yeah, awesome. That's cool. cool. I'd, I'd give you credit for that. Um, so, um, I'm going to go with, um, one of the things I runners and cyclists, I see a lot. I, I do a lot of weightlifting, um, as well. Um, as you get older, the problem most people have is they don't take in enough protein mm. and, uh, you know, people love their carbs. Um, vegetables, carbs, you get a lot of vegetarians. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I, I think it's hard for people to get carbs unless they start to pack on eggs and, and, and do other things. And one of the things we do at our house is, uh, cereal. Um, and I love cereal. So, um, getting protein and rich cereal. Uh, so if you go with like magic spoon, um, it's, uh, a lot less sugar, 
Uh, you get a ton of protein, a lot more protein than you would in any normal cereal, and it tastes good. Um, the other hack we do at our house is we take oatmeal and just buy the regular oatmeal and uh, we put a scoop of uh, vanilla protein powder in it and then cinnamon and you get like 30 grams of protein in a bowl of oatmeal. It's nice. a lot more satisfying. I had one this morning, a lot more satisfying, a lot more uh, satiating than just oatmeal, which I usually get hungry in about 10 minutes after I eat. And so you get, you should try some bacon, <laughs> five pieces. Oh, believe me, I, I have bacon. I'm not a vegetarian. Uh, so I think uh, when people look at it and like magic spoon, you can get it at target, you can go online and buy it, but it has all the flavors of like the normal cereals without the sugar. Um, and with protein, you could eat a whole box. I swear to God, they're that good. But, uh, and then the oatmeal just, I just buy a big bulk uh, of whey protein and put it in the uh, oatmeal with cinnamon. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, it's good. Nice. It's always about eating with you, Barry. <sighs> yes, it is. <laughs> eating and drinking. Um, my next one is, again, because I ride early in the morning is my, and I got this maybe two Christmases ago, maybe, is my... 800 lumen, 900, mm. 800 or 900 lumen bike light, yep. which is if you are looking, if it's coming towards you, it looks like a car headlight coming towards you, which allows me to go out at 530 in the morning on Pottawatomie County gravel yeah. roads in yeah. pitch darkness. And I feel completely fine doing it. What's it's the, uh, unbelievable. What brand? Mine what is cat eye. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it is awesome. Uh, yeah. my wife got it for me for Christmas. It is, I mean, again, I, I, I run early, dark. I have headlights or head, a headlamp when I'm running in the dark. But this thing on the bike, when you're going 20 miles an hour, you, you can see for a ways. It's, it, I'm never worried about and, Unless there's an old bridge with a railroad tie. <laughs> so, I, yeah. So, I wrecked, I wrecked it's my not bike. not quite bright enough. I wrecked my bike for the first time. Yeah, that was, I had turned the corner. I had not adjusted yet. Just the other day, this was about a, a, month, a month or two ago. ago. And there is a bridge. It's, I, it's kind of a questionable, is it, is it county property? Is it this, this old farmer's? personal mm. property but there's a bridge and this guy had put a railroad tie across the bridge and not like a small one like wow. a big honking thick one and i was riding trying, now, to, here's trying the problem. to keep people from yes yeah from driving on it or doing whatever the, here's the problem it's not <laughs> that i i saw it coming at the last second but it was also wrapped in weeds and stuff like that. It had been there for a while. So it wasn't uh, just like, if it, if, if it had been a railroad tie just on a gravel road with nothing yeah. else, I would have seen it. Yeah. But there was like, there was like overgrowth on it. And I saw it the last second and I tried to hit my brake, missed it. I tried to bunny hop it, did not do that. And I, I hit that, th I was going about 15 or 16 miles an hour and I hit that thing and went right over my handlebars. Oh, I will not damn. be on the light on that. That that was not the light. <laughs> Damn, I'm telling you, if it had been in a gravel road, I would have seen it. Yeah. But it was it was kind of hidden, and it, yeah. it I, and I, my bike was fine. Yeah, I that's the impressive any, part. I didn't break anything. I yeah. mean, your bike was sturdy. Maybe I should give Diamond back some props. Is that what I have? I think that's my yeah, bike. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I sent my canyon when I broke my back last year. I sent my canyon. It was probably at least I don't know. It had to been 40, 50 yards away when I wrecked. Wow and not a scratch on it it just it walked away wow. beautifully so wow bikes are tough yeah, man. My, 
Yeah, I didn't pop a tire. I mean, I'm tubeless <laughs> on that thing, and I didn't I yeah. nothing. It was. That's my, my, I, I will tell you if you're going to go, if you're going to ride early, first of all, running or riding early, yeah. I, I would be the first person to, cause I, I mean, I go through my neighborhood and, and I see people at times and, and I'm probably been guilty of it as well. You know, if my wife and I are going to go for a quick walk, but have lights, yeah. headlight, rear light. Yeah. There's, there's been times when I'm driving and like someone's out walking around and they don't have any yeah. reflective stuff on. They don't have any lights on. And I mean, yeah. you could easily hit them and not even be, you're not trying to, you're, you would give them room if you saw them, but you didn't see them. So yeah, yeah coming, coming from Arizona, they don't, we don't, we know, um, Arizona still does not recognize daylight saving time. They're the only ones to get it right. Mm-hmm. So moving to Colorado here in a couple of weeks, we'll change the clocks and it'll be dark at five. So when, mm-hmm. when Mike Melly and I would ride home from work at five 30, it's pitch black. So I got really used to riding with light and, uh, it's running's a little bit harder for me to, uh, for, cause you're bouncing, but on a bike, there's mm-hmm. no excuse. Cause you're, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's a lot easier to see. And obviously for the traffic reasons, things like that, don't, don't take any risks. Yeah. What's, what's hard about, about for you about running? Get, with a little, it's, get a little vertigo. Yeah. It's not, it's not hard per se. Like I, uh, you know, it's you mentioned the lumens on a run lamp. I want a really low lumen because I don't mm-hmm. want a ton of really bright light. It's just, mm. there's too much contrast and I have, I don't yeah. have the greatest of vision anymore. Um, where we're again on biking because you are much smoother or your bike is much smoother. And so there's not as much bouncing around of the light, but on runs, um, surprisingly, I'm not like a great form runner i'm bouncing all over the place and you know so i'm i'm throwing shadows everywhere and and i have Mm -hmm. just found and you know like a lot of the night runs that i would do here would be in snow and so you've got the reflection off of the snow falling and that type of thing so yeah yeah yeah. gotcha um all right i'm going to do a quick hack and uh barry this is it's kind of off of the food side so there's i'm going to give you a twofer and one was an accident so i bought what you know what a coffee sock is it's kind of, it's almost like a cheesecloth that you would, um, basically you can use it for a lot of different things. It's almost like a, like you would do is instead of a French press. So it's literally yeah. like a cheesecloth type of sock. It's, it's terrible for making coffee in though. I have found it's just, it's, it's really cumbersome. It's hard to clean. Um, it's terrible, but it makes the best hash browns. So what I could never figure out how to make good hash browns. And then I finally figured out that you have to squeeze all of the, um, the water out of the potatoes before you make hash browns. And so you shred the hash browns, you shove them in the coffee sock, you squeeze them out, and then you dump them out on a plate. And it makes this perfect little pancake of very dry, um, very cookable, delicious. They will be the best hash browns you've ever Hmm. had. Really? Yeah. But in my quest for making the perfect cold brew, then I keep it super simple. So burr grinder, 18. So the coarsest grain, grind up uh, 20 cups, throw it in a half gallon carafe that you just get those like rectangular carafes from Target. Just put the grounds and the coffee in there together. So they're floating around. I'll steep it for 48 hours. So I always have two going. I've got one I'm drinking, one I'm steeping. And then I just dump the whole thing into a um, French press, drain it out, pour it into a, the clean carafe for drinking, and done. So the best hash browns and cold brew coffee you've ever had. 
Ooh. And you use that same sock for both of those? No, I so I I no. bought the sock for the cold brew and it was terrible. Oh, you bought okay. So I then gotcha. I used I, gotcha. I only use the coffee sock now for the hash browns. Now I just use a uh, bird grinder and the French press. Yeah. So nice. what's what's a what's a bird grinder? A bird burr, grinder. Burr, B-U-R-R. Okay, bird. That was uh, I didn't yeah. know what you were doing to birds. He's, so. The burr grinder works like a pencil sharpener. It has the the big machinations inside that crush the beans as opposed to the ones that spin yeah, with the I blade. Gotcha. So you okay. can dial in how fine or coarse it is. Okay. And you do 18? I do 18. Yeah. I do the coarsest of it. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a flaky. It's not like a fine okay. grain. Yeah. And it's perfect. It's just the best huh. cold brew. Use a light I'm roast a, too. Don't I'm use not a cold brew guy. I've got the spinny blade one. Mm. So. Yeah. I might, have to, I might have to change. I will drink hot black coffee um, during the summer at 4 p.m. at yeah. 6 a.m. It does. I don't ever. My wife with a cold yeah. brew. I don't. I don't do the cold brew. It's 110 out and sipping a hot coffee. <laughs> I will do that. Right it's a different a nice flavor run. to me. It's less about the cold. It's a um, like I love hot coffee, but there's a bitterness that's sort of inherent to that. And then with the cold brew, it's just a much more full, mellow flavor i use a light roast and um but yeah you like you don't have to buy a burr most if you buy whole bean coffee at whole foods or wherever pretty much everywhere that sells loose bean coffee has a burr grinder there and you just just pour them in yeah 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 interesting cool awesome um i'm gonna go with a free one uh life hack public library so my wife and i go through about four books a week and um we talk to friends all the time. We're at the bookstore buying books or, you know, she's in a book club. They always buy a book. Um, we save thousands mm. using a local library, the public library, and people forget about it everywhere they're at. Um, and 90% of them, if they don't have a book, no matter what it is, whether it's a reference book, a nonfiction fiction, you can just go to the front desk, ask them for it, and they'll have it for you in a week. Really? Um, they swap books around. Um, yeah, they'll they'll borrow books to inner library. Uh, the other thing they have is all most of them now uh, free streaming of audiobooks, um, of movies. Um, our library, you can get anything you want. Mm. If it's not on Netflix or Amazon or anything, you can if you're subscribed, they'll you can just stream it straight to your TV. Yeah, what is the name of that app that does it? it um, I didn't bring the app with me. I should. I was trying to remember what it is, um, but we've got it at home. We used it all the time. Um, and it's a great way to get every book you ever wanted, um, and do it for free rather than buying. I'm always amazed if I bought four books a week, I'd go broke. And, uh, so many people I know do that. So look at your public library. I got everything. I saw in your email when you sent basically that you had read four books a week with your, um, with your wife. And, uh, I thought that Ben had sent that and I was like, there's no way. No way that Ben reads four books. No way. Not a week. I read, but I don't read yeah. four books a week. I read I read two. Janelle reads two. So books a week. Yeah. Like, ha- have you I, run into I, any I, titles not, I, outside of like super obscure? Have you run into any titles that they can't get or pretty much any No. Like, no. Like I, even obscure. Okay. They have they have come up with every huh. title we've ever come up with. And right. uh some of them they'll actually buy, like they'll look, I think, and see all oh, it'll probably be popular. Um, some of them though, we've gotten some old books from libraries across the country that they, uh, ship in and, uh, they just send them back when you're done. Huh. So it's really cool. Hoopla. 
is the name of that app. Hoopla. Okay. Have you use that? Yeah. That's the app? Yeah. If you have a library card, you can get on there, you yep. sign on to it, and then you can watch movies, All, listen to stuff. Yeah, you can stream everything. Read stuff. Yeah. That's a yep. great one. It's uh, well it's a way to go. Cool. So I'm kind of at the end of my stuff. I'm pretty boring. Like I don't do outside of the stuff that I use for that. I really don't. I'm, I do the same thing every day. Maybe I could maybe use my, uh, my coffee mug that keeps my coffee warm. <laughs> I mean, like that, that's something I use every day. Give I, us a, I really um, give us a timer hack, something that just drives you oh, nuts. Okay. So like to yeah. tell the people who like to run races, you, so you time unbound gravel, you just did yep. big sugar, right? Yep. Yep. So yep. Big sugar uh, for this last weekend. That was fun. That was a good one. He did steam. That was the end of the lifetime Grand yeah. Prix series. So that was kind of that was interesting. There was some some money on the line for that. Um, what uh, What do people so, do that drive you nuts as a timer? Okay. In a race. All right. So you mentioned the bike races. <laughs> this This has been we we have learned a lot this year actually with with that because we actually unbound was like the perfect storm. Literally a storm. Yeah. There was rain. We got dumped on. But for years, there has been read issues at bike races. Mm -hmm. And it was something that, Chrono, you know, like Chrono Track hadn't really like come out and said this, but we had all these issues at Unbound. And, you know, you, you would always tell people we, we want, don't bend or break your chip. We want it flat on, the, we want it on your bike. Um, and so people would take these bibs and they would wrap them on their head tubes mm -hmm. and yep. they wouldn't break the bib. I mean, there were the chip. It would just be wrapped on their head tube, yep. so you could technically see it. The bib, the chip would not be bent in any bad way. It was still straight up and down. But what we found out, I'm going to pick up. I know we may not be using video here, but to explain it, we found out we were getting horrible reads. We we were missing all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two things I learned that RFID does not like when we use RFID chips to time. Is it doesn't like water. Mm -hmm. um, so, like it was raining, but it also doesn't like hard metallic carbon fiber surfaces. And so on the day after the day after this race, the, well, the Monday or Tuesday after the race, I went out, we went out to do some testing and I took a bib and I held it flat up against, I, we set up our timing, uh, timing uh, mats and our flashpoints and turned the beep on the boxes so that we could have an audible sound of getting the reads. And I actually held the bib up against i'm literally standing on these mats that should be getting the read for these bibs and i held the bib right up against the the coffee mug because i didn't have my bi bike there and wrapped it around there and held it right on there and i'm standing right on the mat and it's not reading it's basically wow. ghost it doesn't do anything i pulled the bib not very far off of that bike i mean like literally less than an inch off of that yeah. off the coffee mug and it just started lighting up, Light up. Uh, beeping and then i would pu i pulled it back up against it literally disappeared a ghost. And so, and I sent this out to all these timers because I had never been explicitly told by, you know, you know, from Chrono Track, they would say, okay, make sure the bib goes vertical, the, the orientation of the chip, or make sure the chip goes vertical, that the orientation yeah. of the chip makes a difference. They'd never come out and said, hey, if you're timing a bike race, it cannot be against a, the carbon fiber frame, the metal frame, whatever it might, whatever they're using, tell them not to have it. They never once said that. Huh. And so I called John Kelsey, who is in charge of the, he basically created this chip. And he said, oh yeah, yeah. The, the chips don't like that stuff. I'm like, that's good information now. So like we've yeah. been on a mission, every bike race to tell people like, listen, it's not just about having it not broken or whatever. You cannot have it against the bike frame. And this last week, 
there might have been one or two riders that 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 did it. So we now yeah. actually walk the field before the start of the race and reposition bibs of people who have put it on improperly. Um, so take all these the, pipe cleaners what, and what's the pop, the proper way? So just having it hang off the off the handlebars on the front. So just in, so, so don't keep, wrap so, it. And every bike's different, yeah. obviously. Yeah, don't wrap it. Have yeah. it flat. It just needs to have it just needs to have space. These chips were meant to go on a body. Yeah. So our body, it's fine if it's on our body. That's that's not metal, metallic, whatever. Yeah. But if, if it's up against the head tube of a bike, that's yeah. a problem. So as long as there's space between the chip and the yeah. bib and and the bike, you're good to go. Like you could ride that thing 30 miles an hour across our mats. We're going to see it. We're going to read it. It's not going to have any issues. So we had zero, we essentially had zero problems. I mean, this race was so enjoyable to do because yeah. we, we were getting great reads yeah. at our five points that we had on course at the finish line. Didn't have really any issues whatsoever. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing worse than, uh, no reads. Bunch of people who didn't show up. That is a day wrecker. We had some people not show up, <laughs> but that, that race, big sugar, pretty awesome. Yeah. Bentonville, Arkansas, if you've never been, if you're a biker, yeah. Oh man. Definitely go down to Bentonville. That place. I was told that, you know, that's the home of Walmart. I was told that through the Walmart and their funds mm-hmm. or whoever's doing it, Bentonville area is putting in on average two new miles of trail per month Yeah, of mountain bike trail of, you know, sidewalk trail of crushed rock. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't matter. They put on average two new miles per month of trail. This place is pretty unbelievable. Now this was a gravel race. This race sold out in 11, I think it was 11 minutes when it yeah. came up. Um, it's going to be a really cool race. It's yeah. going to grow. Tyler lives there. Waldridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yep. uh, yeah, it's a uh, foundation, the Walmart setup that's doing all the trails. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's Hundreds of miles. So it's awesome. Yeah. That's it awesome. Is, it's pretty neat down there. Good tips. Yep. Um, Put your bike on. Put your bike on properly. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll stick with a bike and an attachment there. So I have had, um, I have ruined two carbon bike frames by driving them into my garage, um, on my roof rack. So, um, and I've actually ruined a garage door. I've we, actually, the garage door came down oh. on top of my car the day uh. that I broke my back. So if you can picture my wife is driving, wow. I'm fully reclined in, in the passenger seat, four fractures, L one through four, my bike, oh. both of our bikes are on the roof. Heather's panicking. We drive into a garage door that had already been driven into. So it was just a hair rickety and the whole door comes down. So I get out, I'm trying to hold the door up and my neighbor runs over. Anyway, it was a nightmare. So from the very first time that I did this years ago and I snapped a Trek frame, I was looking for apps. I was going to build a Bluetooth device that, you know, sort of like would alert me when my bike is in. I was, I was thinking of all these really elaborate things and there were a couple of apps and devices out there. I thought about like putting one of those little mirrors up in the corner of my garage door. So as I'm driving in, I'll see it. And then, um, I always carry uh, duct tape with me, just a little bit of duct tape when I ride. And I just thought like I tore off a little piece of it and I put it over my garage door opener button. So now anytime oh, I get, man. yeah, anytime I go for a ride where my bike is on top of my car, one is if you have a dropper post, drop the post. Usually that's low enough to fit into your garage if you just have a car. So that's step one. Mm-hmm. But two is now I just cover that button um, because I always think about it at some Pause. point, but then I forget in my neighborhood and then I'll just fly yep. into my garage. So now I just cover it with some bright yellow duct tape. And so I can't press the button without 
without knowing it and no more broken frames. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like one of the worst days I've heard. Yeah. Of. You broke your back, destroyed your car, yep. your bike, your garage door. Car was fine. Thanks. Car was fine. Bike was actually fine. Um, that one we didn't break cause she, you know, like right as it hit the garage, yeah. she stopped, but it did enough damage to the garage door. Then the garage door fell. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was quite a day. It was quite a day. So, yeah. So oh, just, man. so I just leave that little strip of uh, duct tape That's inside awesome. my center console and then I just, you know, yeah. Yeah, I just boom. When you get in and pop it in just there. put it up. Yep. My truck has one of those rear seat reminders. Like, you know, you've heard about parents like accidentally leaving their kid in the yeah, back seat oh, and everything. Good. So mine mine ha my truck has that, but it doesn't, doesn't have, have the it. bike. It doesn't have the rear bike, <laughs> the top <laughs> bike reminder. No. Well, the problem with reminders are like if you put the uh, mirror in your garage, after a while you quit noticing yeah, exactly. that too. Yeah. Yeah. But if the tape's over the button, there's no way to <clears throat> Swipe does not work out. You wouldn't have that problem. Just sit on yeah, the couch and bond yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like it. Boom. So simple one. I, I. So do you ride gravel bike or road bike, or do you have multiple bikes, or um, what do you do? I currently only have. Uh, well, I have two hardtails. My wife inherited my previous hardtail, so I'm in the market okay. for a gravel bike. But the um, the one that I want, Canyon keeps delaying, so I, I, I haven't bought a new gravel bike. But um, yeah, so I have a hardtail. I have the Exceed. I have two Exceeds. Love them. Went hardtail because I, yeah. I did one stage at Leadville where I just, like, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just kind of plowing over stuff, and I wasn't building any skill. So I switched to a hardtail hoping that I would improve my handling skills, um, yeah. which worked really well. But it and I haven't really found that it's limiting for me, but again, I'm, I'm 51. I'm not trying to do anything too crazy. And I like, yeah. I like getting a little bit more work in, in a little less time. So for me, a hard tail kind of gives me that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. What I was going to say, I, I think that, uh, I personally think I, I have a road bike. I have a, uh, mountain bike. I have a gravel bike. Um, got the gravel bike last mm -hmm. and, uh, really, um, I find the road bike isn't needed yep. at all if you have a gravel bike. 100%. I mean, you might be a mile an hour, two mile an hour slower. I don't know if you're even that much slower. Um, that might be because I don't have arrow bars on the uh, gravel bike. Obviously, if you're doing triathlons, you need yep. a time trial bike. But for just running around, the gravel bikes are so durable that in in town, going over curbs and yeah, you know, hopping in and out of places and hitting some gravel roads or the bike path to cut through town. Um, it's just so much more functional. That'd be my hack. Get one yeah. bike that does it all. Now you can't go do the gnarly mountain bike stuff, but you can ride yeah. on some interesting trails well, with a new, gravel bike. The new, um, I think it's the Grizzle and I know um, Specialized, I don't know if it's the Shiv or whatever, but a lot of these companies now are throwing lockable front suspension on the gravel bikes to um, okay. kind of get you through that, um, like what you're describing. But I agree yeah. when I had the, I had a Trek Boone um, Carbon. It was basically the, um, uh, was it the Amanda? Whatever, whatever high-end road bike. Um, it had the ISO-speed yeah. decoupler uh, seat post. And then I just had a second set of wheels, which I was all excited. You know, I set them up road, tubeless, everything. I never one time used them. Um, so I spent all this yeah. money, but I just kept my gravel wheels on it. And, you know, I don't do a lot of road group rides or things. That was the only thing that yep. I was concerned about was, again, that in boulder colorado if you're sacrificing one or two miles per hour 
you could get dropped. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah. So, but I agree yeah. with you. I, I, I'm kind of shocked at the market even for road bikes these days. Like just get a gravel. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. That's 100%. all I have. I mean, I have a mountain bike, but that I bought that in 1998 mm. to get around campus at Oklahoma state. And I still <laughs> have it because it's probably worth more yeah. to me sitting on my wall. Yeah. And if I use it every once in a while than selling it for a couple hundred bucks. And then if I ever wanted to mountain bike again, I have to yeah. spend a lot more. So. You said you don't listen to music know. or anything right now, Ben. I'll, I'll, I'm going to feed you some questions here. See another one, but the um, uh, 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 podcast, movies. Like, what do you got for uh, what's your what's your favorite little off the beaten path? Like, don't tell me Top Gun, phenomenal movie. Last time I cried at a movie. Oh, but um, <laughs> gosh, what's, what's something a little off the beaten path? Dude, I, we we don't we don't really watch a lot of movies in my house. I can't even honestly think of the last movie that I watched. Now, Barry. That's a question for him. That, okay. he, this guy is a movie guy. He watches. I have a son in film school. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, good. Um, yeah. I, I don't, we don't, I mean, I like watching movies. We just don't watch a lot of movies. Um, podcasts, I listen to probably, we'll just say, I listen to some political stuff. Mm. Um, we can I, talk off air like about I said, that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, yeah. I mean, I'm fine talking on air about it, but. Yeah. Um, I listen, I listen to political stuff. I like to be informed on what's going on right now in the world, um, yeah. which obviously there's a little bit going on. You um, mentioned, you mentioned sermons. Have you listened mm-hmm. to father Mike's Bible in a year podcast? That that would be Trey. Trey listened to that. He's Catholic. I'm not, okay. I'm not Catholic. Okay. Um, so I don't, I don't listen to that. I listen to, I'm, I'm actually a John MacArthur guy for anybody who, any Protestant guys out there. Uh, so he, he's actually preached through. It's not, in a year he's actually preached through in his 53 years in the Mm. pulpit he's preached through the entire new testament verse by verse he averaged three verses per sermon on average uh so it took him a long time to get through it so i listen to his stuff i listen to uh yeah like i said the political stuff i I just don't listen to music there's other there's other stuff i listen to as well but i just i music to me would be boring i like yeah. i like filling my mind learning stuff or you know whether it be news or whether it be sermons and stuff like that so yeah. i hear you that's fine yeah so that's that's what i that's what i listen to um I'll, nearly every time i go out i'll go half mainstream on this one but <clears throat> i was shocked because i um so i grew up i was born in 71 just van halen was everything literally every inch of my room <laughs> I had, you know, like I would go buy the magazines to cut things out. You know, this was like uh, the know, David Lee Roth Van Halen. Yeah, this the, was. Yeah, this is. Okay, this good, is not Van job. Hagar. This is Van Halen. Good. Um, good deal. First concert was 1984 tour. You know, so massive, nice. massive Van Halen. I was a guitarist all my life. You know, like Eddie Van Halen's tone. Just unbelievable. The the contributions, everybody knows of his playing, but the contributions he made on the technical side of guitar is. Uh, um, kind of unsung, I will say. So his son, Wolfgang, who started playing bass in the band when he was 15 or 16, touring with them, he came out with an album last year, Mammoth, which was the original name of Van Halen. And I kind of purposely avoided this album. You know, I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't want to be disappointed. I didn't, you know, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I finally listened to it. He he played at the... um uh, the Hawkins tribute from Foo Fighters tribute uh, last month. And so I finally gave it a, sh- holy smokes, this is the best album I've heard in years. It is so good. 
He plays every instrument, sings everything on it. He now has a band that he's touring with, but, um, wow. um, there's, there's probably six songs on there that are just absolute, just they, you know, earwigs, they stay in your head. Mammoth is a great song. Um, his tone it doesn't sound anything like his father. His playing doesn't sound anything like his father, but the tone that he achieves on this album, it is insanely well recorded. His melodies, he's, he's very similar to um, Dave Grohl and um, I would say Corey Taylor from Slipknot, where you can sort of have these very rocking sections, but then the, the choruses, he taps into these melodies that just stay in your head that are just fantastic. So... Mammoth is a great album. You Barry, Barry, Barry's on it. He he'll yeah. listen to that. I will. I will listen to it. Speaking of the Foo Fighters, so um, have you seen their movie? Uh, <clears throat> I will not their watch horror their movie. movie. Yeah, their horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they made, made a, a they made a horror movie. Studio Six Six Six. You uh, know, it, this is a weird thing. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how much I want to talk about this, but the so I read Dave's book last year, Dave Grohl's book, where he kind of jokes about selling his soul to the devil to kind of get where he's at. Um, and then they make this movie. Yeah, look, I don't want to draw too many conclusions. Taylor's death. It's it's just I don't know, man. I, I have a. I have a, you know, in my older years now, I, I tie these things way too closely together. I, I'm not watching that movie. You're staying clear of it. Staying it, clear. It, it was pretty, I, I, I did watch it. It was pretty funny. It, okay. It's a very campy horror it's movie. It's a comedy? It, 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 it's, yeah, it's. Okay. The, the guitarist from Slayers in it. It's, yeah. uh, it's, well, a, it's interesting. I'm, like, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. It's like a, it's I like a band decided to make a movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I like those guys. Oh, I love what? Dave Grohl. I love the band. But I, stay away from that. I did. I actually, I'm going to take this back. I, I will tell you, if you want to watch either a good movie slash documentary, they're tied together. They're on the same event. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Both Amazon and Netflix has, or no, 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 no. Is the fire uh, festival? Amazon and Disney. No, no, no. Amazon, Disney. One of Disney has the documentary. Okay. And I'll have to look up the name of it. But, and I think Amazon has the movie. Do you remember when the Thai soccer team got trapped in the caves? Oh, oh my God. I just watched this movie. Yeah. The, I watched the, you the saw drama, the movie probably on Amazon. You saw, yes. So go watch the documentary on Disney. Okay. So I think the movie's called 13 Lives. Is that something right? Something like that. Or yeah. Something like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But there's a documentary on this Thai soccer team. The documentary I watched first, unbelievable. The movie's really well done as well, yeah. I thought. But the documentary on Disney, yeah, phenomenal. It's unbelievable. I'll watch it. I didn't. I didn't follow that, that story. And then yeah. when I wa I kind of watched the movie accidentally. It was. It was actually that day that I was hungover, and so I just threw it on <laughs> while I was making See? dinner. I was blown away. That story. Yes. The things they went through to get those kids. I mean, they were in pitch black for like a month, basically, or twenty three days. So or like the documentary has the real guys. The 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 unbelievable thing about this is that these kids were saved by a bunch of older guys like us yeah. who that is what they did for a living. They did cave diving and they were yeah. really good at it. So they had the Thai Navy SEALs. They couldn't do it. Yeah. But these, these old British guys, old, I say old, they're not old, <laughs> but, you know, between 40, between 40 yeah. and 50 years old, 55 Thanks. years old, maybe 40 and 60. I'm glad, I don't you, know. I'm glad you threw in 55. Yeah. yeah. 
they're, they're not they're not that old but but that that is what they did i mean they talk about that in the documentary is that that literally these guys yeah. that that these obscure guys who this is what they do for a living they do these cave dives were the ones who were able to save these kids because these caves were crazy yeah. and, and very difficult to maneuver. And these guys and their specially made equipment that they had, like, I don't understand diving. I've never been a scuba. I would love to scuba dive. I've yeah. never done it. They're talking about some of these. It's kind of like, you know, when you, I, I love uh, the Don wall, Tommy Caldwell's movie about climbing yeah. Yeah. and Alex Honnold doing that yeah. stuff. Those, those are the stuff I watch. I don't really watch a ton of other, yeah. those are all movies that like, but I learned a ton about, cause I don't know about ton about climbing, but I learned a ton by watching yeah. it. Same thing with this thing. These guys, these guys are unbelievable. And I would hundred percent recommend both the movie, which I think is on Amazon. That's okay. probably what you watch that was, on. Yeah, and then on documentary, Amazon. which is on Disney. Unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. Really, really good. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I will second, I will second certainly that movie. I'll throw a documentary out there if you haven't seen this one. It's a few years old, but I watch it every year. Um, Biggest Little Farm. Seen this? Never heard of it. No. Biggest Little Farm. This is, um, so it's a, it's, it's, um, it came out of Hollywood. It's a couple. They were living in downtown Los Angeles. He's a cinematographer. I don't remember what she did. And um, they basically get, basically thrown out of their apartment because they had a dog who had anxiety, kept barking. and they were kind of like over the LA lifestyle and they put some investors together and they buy this farm and they have these big plans for it. And they want to do this kind of regenerative agriculture. And so it's right outside of Los Angeles. They bring in this guru who knows regenerative ag really well. And it's, it's a documentary that takes place over the seven years of them turning this, like they can't even put a shovel in the ground. This, 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 Earth is so completely stripped of all minerals. Uh, it's rock hard. And over the seven years, they turned it into this oasis. But the, the character development that they use, like of the f- different farm animals and the, the problems that they run into, it is such a well-done story. Not just a documentary or a movie, but the, the storytelling in it is just phenomenal. Biggest little farm. Hmm, yeah. Biggest little farm. Okay. Yeah. I think it won an Academy uh-huh. Award. Where, where, and where can you watch it at? Wherever you can rent movies. So uh, I, I'm, okay. I'm an Apple guy. So yeah, the whatever iTunes. Okay. Yeah. I, th- it, okay. I don't know if it's on any of the streaming services. I think you might have to rent it. Okay. Go, go to your local library. There you <laughs> go. Day, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm serious. Stupid question on my part. <laughs> uh, good was, job. Just, just tell Manhattan you want to get it. They'll have it for you in an hour. It's good probably job. true. So that's cool. You got any more, Barry? Uh, no, I, I tell you what, we've been on a kick for watching um, the old Italian Giallo movies. Um, they're done in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Okay. And you think, ah, oh, okay, Italian cinema. Um, our son, who's in film school, turned us on to them originally. They are the most well done, like murder mysteries, mm. and, uh, and uh, you know, they're not overly terrible you know they're not today's murder mysteries and graphics but um they were so far ahead italy was in the film industry back then compared to the united states you don't realize it um just fantastic stories and fantastic writing Hmm. in films that hold up today and are just entertaining we've probably watched 15 20 of them but you look at the old italian giallo um 
if you want something off off the beaten path and not mainstream movies, um, you'll really appreciate Jello. them. Is what, like, what is Jalo? I what what is it? Jello? No, like it's J A L L O. Is Yeah, I'll look up the exact spelling. I'm the worst speller on earth. So, Dario Argenta is one of the. The, to get started, Dario Argenta makes a ton of them. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they're the old Italian movies. They're all, like, mysteries and stuff like that. Huh. They're they're fantastic. Like, Murder and Black Lace is one that's really good. I've gotten into, um, um, there's a lot of good Korean movies out there. Train to Busan is a phenomenal, it's like yeah. the best zombie movie ever made. Yeah, that, that one's scary. Yeah, that's a good one. Jalo in English means rooster. There you go. It makes perfect sense now. <laughs> that's, that's what that's, it says. What does Jalo mean in English? Rooster. Italian English dictionary. Rooster. It's a noun. So farmyard cock is what it says. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what Google says. Oh, man. Uh, Do I have to mark uh, this as explicit now? This podcast? No, I, I think so. Thanks. I was ben. reading Google. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, G-I-A-L-L-O. Okay. Well, that's not what this was. Uh, Italian cinema. Michelle is a genre of mystery fiction and thrillers. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Check yeah. it out. Psychological huh. thrillers. So. All right. Yeah. There sure is your I'm not making <laughs> it. Ben is oh. taking this off the rails. Sorry. I was going to say, <clears throat> Ben, you're going to have to delete your internet history after this. <laughs> no. Jeez. Oh. All right. I'll leave Dad, why are you looking that up? Yeah. I, I don't know, son. Don't worry about it. You guys. Get your minds out of the gutter. All right. I'm, I'm going to leave on one last one here. I, although right. I do, I forgot to mention the Cthulhu micro spikes. Um, yeah. The snowshoes. Those are fantastic. The little uh, tread, chain shreds for your shoes. But this is, so I, I was born in Miami, spent my summers in Miami, grew up in Phoenix, and then moved to Colorado. So Sun Damage and I are extremely good friends over the years. <laughs> and I love doing all of my hard workouts in the middle of the afternoon and stuff. And I was getting really bad sun damage on my face, like a lot of brown spots on my cheeks and things. And my wife bought me this, um, she's going to laugh her ass off that I'm actually talking about this. Um, Beauty Counter sells two products. It's the All Bright Sea Serum and then a countertime, like a moisturizer. And um, she just said, hey, or use this. She didn't tell me to expect anything or whatever. Over the course of like three months, all of the sunspots on my cheeks just started fading. And I actually noticed it the other night. I, this wasn't on my list when I originally reached out to you guys. And I realized, I'm like, hey, have you noticed like my face looks totally different? Like these sunspots are gone. My skin is super soft, but the, the sunspots just completely like, and it's not like a bleach mm. or anything. It's just the vitamin C serum in there. So that's a, that's an easy so one for me. So what is it called? Beauty Counter? Beauty Counter. It's called the All Bright C like vitamin C serum and then counter time is like the lotion. The moisture. It also says HGH underneath of it. Yeah. It's all just <laughs> chock full of steroids and HGH. <laughs> EPO, HGH. Well, I lived in Phoenix for 20 years. Yeah. And ben knows I like hot weather too. Yep. So I do a lot of my workouts out in the, so yeah, yeah I get stuff was, removed from my head every once in a while. Hey, you got to, at some point, you, you got to, yeah, you got to start taking care of your skin, people. So I did not do a good job of that. I've always, you know, 
like lotion and moisturizer, but, uh, but yeah. I, no, I'm, yeah, since moving to Colorado, I don't know if it was like getting into my late forties and then into my fifties, or if it was the difference in the intensity of the sun in Colorado. But within a couple of years of moving here, I just started just sunspots on my shoulders and my face, my nose, you know, everywhere. So yeah, this yeah. stuff's been great. I, I really, I endorse it. Okay. Nice. Well, well, well I spent a lot of time outside, so maybe I'll have to look into that as well. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out for sure. Yeah. You're pretty tan right now. Timing season, man. Yeah. It's at the end of it, thankfully. Yeah. I cannot wait till December 3rd at <laughs> noon. <laughs> but I'm not keeping track at all. No, no. Yeah. Countdown clock. All right. We'll be done. Maybe that's <sighs> when we'll do another podcast. Very well. Maybe we could. <clears throat> we actually, that's been our biggest problem, to be honest with you, Troy, is we just haven't had time. Ben's got their business has been so successful on the timing <laughs> side of things. Yeah. They picked up high school timing, track timing this year. Yeah. I think that about puts you over the edge. Yeah, there was a lot going on this spring. That was we yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, I took a year off of it. I, I got so busy with other things and and I just, you know, I've got my sort of setup here on my desk and I just I missed it. And you know, when I was doing it for Athlinks, I was really wrapped up in because I started it during COVID. And so I was very wrapped up in exposure, you know, I'm doing it inside of a, you know, multi-billion dollar company and you're, you know, you're tracking like every download and listen and like and everything else. And I found that when I relaunched, like, I don't give a shit if 10 people listen, you know, it's nice to have an audience, but I missed having conversations like this. This forces yeah. me at least once a week. I get so buried in work. It's so easy for me when I'm writing code or, you know, whatever to just bury my head in it, not come up, not have these, you know, personal connections. I don't work in an office anymore. And so it's been remarkable for me to get back. I just talked to Kat Bradley, you know, one of the best ultra runners in the world the other day. And um, I think she just launched this morning. Yeah. Um, you know, just these conversations that, you know, with people that otherwise I don't, um, I don't get to have. And so I've given myself like a year where similar to a workout or anything else, I'm kind of forcing myself, not forcing myself, but I'm really trying to hold myself accountable mm -hmm. to one show a week for the next year. We'll see, you know, what happens yep. with it. And, um, I missed it. I just missed the shit out of it. So, yeah. 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 Well, we're honored that you chose us. We, yeah. That was fun. We're that not near as entertaining idea. as no. Kat. I did write up a, uh, she ran trans Rockies last year mm. and, uh, I rode up to the dinner with her in the gondola. She's a really nice person. Yeah, she was in she front was of me most she was in front of me every day, just yeah. so you know. Just yeah. so we have make no mistake yeah. about it. We were yeah. not racing each other. Oh, yeah. you were racing. <laughs> yeah. She be if I look at the results, would you both be in it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you were racing. Yeah. Well, you know, I yeah. was racing, but not her. No, she's so, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, she's we're, a, we're in a local, different level. Local boulder girl at the at the moment, but um yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, but it's funny, like talking to, you know, you never know when you're going to have these great conversations. One of my favorite conversations that I've had, you know, through the first 51 episodes was Jeff Catch from Rodale about regenerative agriculture. And I didn't, you know, I talked to him kind of early on and it was because I had worked with him. It was an easy conversation and it was kind of one of those you went into like, well, if it sucks, we'll throw it out. And it was to me, one of, you know, the best conversations that I had. And frankly, yeah. you know, you two's rapport with one another, um, you know, Ben, I've known for a long time and obviously I was on your podcast a year or two yep. ago. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, 
as I said, when we, when we started planning this, it's like, it's kind of less about the products, just more about this, having a great conversation and, yeah, you know, see where yeah. it goes. So. No, I like, I like it. I, I, I mean, there's just a couple of things I'm taking out of this to, to try for sure. Yeah. If I can read my handwritten notes, I'm going to take them too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm reading my notes. <laughs> They're horrible notes, but uh, I got a lot of stuff there yeah. now. So. Well, I'll throw everything into the, uh, into the show notes with links Sweet. and everything else so that people awesome. can, can, uh, um, follow up on these and click through and maybe make some purchases and yeah. And enjoy right. some of these great hacks. Well, thanks guys. I appreciate it. It's been Thank you. super fun. Yeah, no doubt. It's good talking it. to you, Troy. Thanks, awesome. Troy. Have a great day, guys. You, you too. See ya. And that is the show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. That one was a lot of fun. Thank you so much to Ben and Barry. You guys know where to find them online to ask them any questions or anything. I will include links to all of the products that we discussed in the show notes uh, for you to check out. Please give us a like, a rating, a review, all that good stuff where you listen to podcasts. Give us a follow on Instagram. That helps. And let us know if you have any comments, questions, ideas for upcoming guests or anything. You can hit us up on Instagram for that or just drop me an email as you always do at Troy at That's B-U-S-O-T. And until next time, keep it moving faster forward, everybody.